Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shamer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. All right, we are on our Friday slash Saturday portion of our Torah portion called Torumah, Contributions, taken from the book of Exodus, dealing with the contributions of the tabernacle. Usually a pretty dry, boring account of materials and, 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 and you know items and things. Hopefully I've made this pretty exciting and interesting for you by touching on things that you normally wouldn't hear or, or um, gather just from a cursory reading. Now, uh, we're going to be in Exodus chapter 27, and I just want to focus in on one little verse. One little verse, verse 9. This is talking about uh, the altar, the courtyard, the oil, but uh, I want to focus in on the courtyard. It says in verse 9, You are also to make a courtyard for the tabernacle. For the south side there are to be hangings for the courtyard, a finely twisted linen, 100 cubits long. The courtyard. Now the courtyard is the very first place that you see when you enter through the gates of the tabernacle. And one of the first things to meet your eyes would be the brazen altar where the sacrifices are made. There's also the the uh, brazen laver or or the uh, um, you know the the container of brass that holds water that the priests can wash themselves with, and all these things represent uh, preparation to see the king. Now, even though that Yeshua um, through his death has torn the curtain, has torn the veil, in other words, has given us un uninhibited access and all access to God the Father, to the King himself, um, nonetheless, we still have to prepare to see the King. We just can't come waltzing in in any old way that we want. We've got to prepare. And, you know, even if, uh, let's take an earthly example. Even if you were a prince or a princess and you were going to go in to see the king, um, you know, just after playing outside and rolling around in the mud and getting all sweaty, you just wouldn't run in to the, the palace throne room and say, Daddy, 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 and jump in his lap and there's mud and, and sweat and, you know, sticks and hay and everything everywhere. Uh, no, you would get cleaned up first before you go in to see the king. You would prepare. You would make sure that, uh, you know, you were tidy, you were kempt, you were, you know, everything was, was just right so you can go in to see the king. And uh, I know, I know, come as you are, and that's true. Um, you know, God will accept you any way uh, that you are. You just come as you are. I'm not saying that you have to clean up as far as, um, uh, you know, good works or anything like that. But spiritually and mentally, you have to prepare yourself uh, to go in to see the king. You know, so, you know, whenever I come to the Lord in prayer, one of the very first things that I do is thank God. Uh, for life, for, for all of his many blessings, thank him for his attributes, for his omniscience, his, his omnipotence, his omnipresence, and then I immediately go into uh, repentance. I'm like, I, I try to do a, a mental inventory of my spiritual self and, you know, see if there's any, you know, sins or any unconfessed sins or anything that seems to be blocking my concentration or blocking my access to God, something that seems to be in the way of becoming intimate with God. And so I repent of my sins. And that's what the courtyard represents because the brazen altar, brass represents judgment and the sacrifice represents uh, that judgment itself. You know, that substitutionary death. When we look at that brazen altar and see that animal being emoliated 
on that altar and burnt up as a sacrifice and and and, and cut into pieces and, and 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 the blood it represents you know what that animal took my place i deserve that death i deserved uh to be that sacrifice on that altar but because of his mercy there was this substitu substitutionary one for the other and that's what yeshua is all about he is our ultimate substitutionary death he died in our place on the cross so we could have that uninhibited access to God. And that sacrifice represents the death and nullification and forgiveness and taking away of sin. So before we enter into God's presence, before we come to him and become intimate with him, we have to have our sins forgiven, which is what the, the uh, uh, brazen altar represents in regards to the courtyard. You also have the brass laver, which was used by the priest to wash themselves that was their way of preparation it was an outward cleansing to represent an inward spiritual cleansing they would wash their hands and their feet and it would help them to focus and hone in and concentrate on the task of sacrificing that animal on behalf of the person that came to sacrifice and so you know this all of the symbolism of the courtyard is preparation to see the king remember when esther was chosen out of all the most beautiful women in persia and uh, you know she was chosen to uh, uh, to see the king. Well, she had to make preparations to see the king, and uh, you know they were all these beauty treatments and all these kind of things. But it was all this preparation to see the king, so that she would be able to be acceptable to the king, so that she would be able to be intimate with the king and have uninhibited access. There would be nothing that would be distracting towards the king, so the king can focus solely and strictly on her. So when we come into God's presence. And we have unconfessed sin and we try to be intimate boom there's a block there and it's just something we can't get around because it's that elephant in the room it's that distraction that's in the room so before we come in god to uh, uh, in prayer or we come to god in worship uh, or when we come to god uh through studying the scriptures it, it, we need to prepare to meet the king. We need to prepare to hear the words of the king. If our sins aren't taken out of the way and we make sure that everything's right between us and him, then we won't be able to understand his words. The words will just be, you know, just like that the, the adults in Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. We won't be able to understand what God is saying to us through his word because the sin is in the way. It's 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 distorting uh, God's words. It's it's causing us not to hear God's words accurately, crisply, and clearly. It's causing us not to understand God's word. So this is all about preparation to see the king. Now, I'm going to talk about a different courtyard. Now, this courtyard isn't the same courtyard as we're talking about here at the tabernacle, but my mind drifts there because of the whole aspect of preparation uh, to, to go into the holy place and preparation to go into the holy of holies and be intimate with the king. And that is the court of the Gentiles uh, in Solomon's temple. Uh, the temple that stood in Yeshua's day, there was this courtyard outside of the courtyard we're talking about now. And that courtyard outside of the courtyard we're dealing with now is, is the court of the Gentiles. It was a place where uh, non-Jews, place where non-Hebrews, a place for the nations to come so that they could be as close to God as they possibly can and that they, they could pray. They were invited to worship the God of Israel. They were invited to pray to the God of Israel. And this court was dedicated to them. It was dedicated to the nations. Now, the big problem that we have here 
It was turned into a bazaar. It was turned into a marketplace, which ticked Jesus off because it was keeping Gentiles from coming to God. It was keeping Gentiles from coming to know God. It was keeping Gentiles from worshiping and praying to God. And Yeshua did something about this. He actually did it twice. We're going to read on one account in John chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. After this, Yeshua went down to Capernaum with his mother, brothers, and disciples, and they stayed there for a few days. The Jewish feast of Passover was near, so Yeshua went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found merchants selling ox, sheep, doves, and also uh, the money changers sitting there. So basically what they were selling is they were selling sacrifices that you would take into the courtyard to sacrifice um, in, in preparation to, to, to see the king, to meet the king, so to speak. And they were using the court of the Gentiles to do this. Then he made a whip of cords and drove them out of the temple, both the sheep and oxen. He dumped out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those selling doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. And in other passages where you read about this account, it says, he says, this is, this is a house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of thieves. This is a house of prayer for all nations, other passages say, but you have made it a den of thieves. And in verse 17 of John chapter 2, it says, His disciples remember that it is written, Zeal for your house will consume me. So Yeshua was all about the justice of the Gentiles. You know, not only allowing the Jews and the Hebrews to come and have access to God, but the Gentiles too. Because Yeshua said that he came for, for all people, for all nations, you know, and God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And of course, John three sixteen, for God to love the world, not just Jews, not just Hebrews, the world, that he gave his only begotten son. So he's that substitutionary death to help grant us access to the king. So in this instance, this court of the Gentiles was used as a marketplace, and, and, it, and it was causing the Gentiles not to be able to focus, to concentrate, to pray, not to be able to be close to God. But it was uh, made as a marketplace for Jews and Hebrews to buy sacrifices, to go into the courtyard. And Yeshua got ticked off. He said, this isn't right. This is not what the court of the Gentiles is supposed to be. So he whipped them out and cleansed it so the Gentiles could come in and have access to God too. So, guys, thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless.